Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from our two different points of view. Mine being the somewhat cynical cinephile. And mine being the hopeless romantic. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And today we have a very, very special episode for y'all. Yes, we have the one and only national treasure, <laughs> Kimberly Sustad. We had an excellent conversation with her. I, I don't even want to say anything else about it. I just want to jump into the episode. She really is as fun and cool and authentic as Brad Baxter calls her in <laughs> Lights, Camera, Christmas. She really is that person. Wholeheartedly agree to that. So thank you guys so much for, for listening. We're going to jump right into the interview, and we really appreciate you all. And we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Thanks, guys. I think I get it. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear us okay? I can. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. We, we really appreciate it. I'm sure you're swamped this week. I'm, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. We're honored to have you. Um, but we always like to sort of start off and ask how you got involved with Hallmark and sort of what your journey has been like working with them and like what keeps you coming back to make movies with them. Um, I feel like I got involved in Hallmark back when like it wasn't necessarily cool to be doing them. I always thought they were cool. <laughs> and then they've kind of hit that, I don't know, maybe the hipsters did it. You know how they always take something that like never necessarily was cool before and then they all get into it and then it's it's like mainstream cool. Um, so I was an early adopter of, of Hallmark. So I think Nine Kittens was one of my first or somewhere in there. Um, and I love making rom-coms. It's my favorite, it's my favorite thing. I'm not one of those, um, you know, like tell us like your 10 greatest films. And I say like the smartest things out there. I'll be like, how to lose a guy in 10 days, uh, pretty woman, number one. Uh, you know, and I'll like list the 90s all of the greatest 90s rom-coms because that I love that I just I've always loved them since I was little I've watched them 10 times each you know and um I'm a total nerd for that for that so that's you know and then I get to do that with Hallmark which is nice same yeah those are all my favorite movies too yeah we could, we could definitely hang out and just do a marathon of like Oh my all, gosh. And it's yeah. been so fun getting him to them. Like the ones he's like never seen, like all the classics. So I've gotten to get him to watch them. Yeah. Um, Bridget Jones, you know, oh, like so many of all of these, all the Sandy movies. We just uh, watched uh, While You Were Sleeping. He had never seen it. <laughs> that was great. I was like, how, how have I not seen this? And Notting Hill, Notting Hill blew me away. I couldn't. Notting Hill. Um, I rewatched that too recently because the movie that I just did, Lights, Camera, Christmas, uh, reminded me a little bit about that mm -hmm. uh, movie, except the roles were reversed. Like he was Julia Roberts and I was the bookstore owner, but this time I own like a retrofit thrift store slash put some of my own designs in it. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, but great segue into Likes Camera Christmas. We It's one of our favorites uh, this year so far. So do you want to talk about what drew you to the script? Maybe it was the Notting Hill nod, but uh, what made you interested in doing this film and how was that experience? Well, when I was talking to Hallmark about what this year Christmas was going to be we initially were maybe thinking I would do more of you know go back to like a Godwink Christmas do more of the kind of um, <clears throat> dramatic sort of slow romance sort of thing slow you know romance. where we're like contemplating our where, you know we're all having existential crises or something um um and then one of the heads of uh, Hallmark was like, what about this? Just, you know, 
I, I thought of you as soon as I read this and then I read it and I went that. So that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. You were like, yeah, that sounds thinking fun. Thinking about a, 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 a totally different one. She was like a single mom. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it because somebody probably, somebody's definitely done it. And I don't know, you know, um, but it, it was, it was like a really heartstring, uh, kind of pull up the heartstrings movie. And then I, I read this one. I went, oh, let's just laugh and have fun. And just, right. you, you know, like, let's do that this year. And maybe uh, I'll do sort of a, a different one next. Wow. I'm such a good podcaster. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is why I don't do this. You're like, you're what are you hey, talking about? Kimberly, why don't you trail on forever? <laughs> we love the trails. We love the rabbit trails, the tangents. We want it all. Well, is that, I mean, you know, speaking of that, is that sort of this, I like that this sort of slow burn uh, Christmas romance. Is that, are those ones that you prefer to do? Or do you like the ones that are more laid back, like lights, camera, a lot more fun? I like fun? both. I, I really do. You know, I like the sleepless in Seattle and I like two weeks notice, you know? I, and I can do both and um, they both, or I do like North to home or something that's not even Christmas at all. It's like this drama between three sisters. I like to exercise it all really. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the, you know, I, I don't stick to one necessarily one like exercise one muscle in the uh wow she's Yay. amazing I, mean, she just... <laughs> I use baileys in my coffee <laughs> she's like i can do it all and you can no well i i am like yeah I, immediately in my brain i was like don't say that but i i can do both so i love to do both and well you know maybe i can't do both i guess that would be for you to decide i just you can like, you can i do was both. telling you yeah. you can do both you okay do both. all right um yeah and this you know now i'm um <clears throat> prepping for a valentine's day which Ooh. i don't think i have ever done um, I, I know my movies so well, as you can tell. Um, and it's a bit of both. It's like, uh, it's a bit, it's like lights, camera, Christmas smashed into Godwink. Like if there was ever, you know, so it'll be interesting. I'm like trying to figure that out. Oh, you know? that sounds fun. Yeah, about how to balance that and everything. And yeah, you know, you kind of go, uh, you got to earn the slow beats, right? Mm -hmm. You got to earn that time where you, where you come down. But then when you are, you really have to let that be because if you work too hard, then that moment just—I don't know—the music doesn't mm -hmm. uh, sing. You know, it's like playing in a band. You kind of go like someone's totally smashing the drums, and I'm trying to like you know do something else, but. Um, I, lo I love that. I, I love that you said you got to earn those slow beats. I, I absolutely love that. I think you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. You know, because you have to have that audience invested with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you got to go, oh, let us take a breath. Let, you know, sit down and tell us all about that for a second. And then when you're there, you got to be there. You know, you got to, you got to take, you got to hear what people are saying and you got to hear you gotta, you know, experience, ha use that time because then the rest you're off, you know, uh, in, being impacted by things or re responding to things or reacting to things. And then you kind of come back down again. And it's, um, in every script that I do, I really try to, I'll build that. Like, have you ever, I wish I had one of mine there over that's just like drawn out and it's beats. That's how I work. You know, I take like a section and I go, here's where this starts. Here's where this ends. So what is this about? What is this story? It's all mini stories within a, a massive story. And then you kind of work that out and you, you hear and feel how it 
how it goes. And then by the end, it like it should do a number of rise and falls. And then you kind of get to the end, right? And by the end, you're just, you're either invested or shattered or, you know, who knows? Well, I, I love it because one of the questions I was going to ask you is about craft. And uh, I, I can't believe, so you actually go through the script and you block out those sort of beats and those moments. And that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people will do this, you know, they work, I'll, I'll read the script, you know, at least five times. So the story, I know the story very well because I, I, I look at, you know, for sports fans, it's really like the director and then I feel like the quarterback. We both know the game very well, mm -hmm. um, but we have very different jobs. Mine is to like march the ball down the field and his is to call the plays, right? So I need to know and have that team, whoever's in that scene with me, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this play and we got to like, it looks like this and to sort of lead that as, as best as you can um, so that we all know what we're doing within those beats. I'll always sit down with everybody who I'm going like, okay, so what's this about? You know, what do we, what do we, what do we accomplish? Because in every little scene, we should try to accomplish something, right? I love. That. I think that explains why you're so good at what you do is because you take the time, you put the effort, you put the energy into every scene, and so each scene that you're in just really shines through. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Well, I don't know if every scene does, but you know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> So well, talking about how you take the time to like dive into your scripts, I've said it before and I will keep saying it. You are the best crier oh. in these movies. <laughs> um, so like, how do you attack that? How, where did it like, where do you find that emotion in that moment? Like you did the voice crack and everything. It the gets me like, I'm sobbing with you. You're so good. I have it. a lot of deep pain <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, you just let that in and you go. Um, I have a, <clears throat> an ex I have a lot of empathy. And when I, I, I feel like, you know, when I'm deeply invested and I've, uh, you know, you put the work in to whatever script you're doing, but when you, when you get there, you experience those moments hit me when I read and read and read and read and read the script. I go, and when I think about what this is about, so often that certain moments will be like, you're saying these words and you're trying to explain something to somebody, but they're about something else. They're about this fear or this insecurity mm -hmm. or, you know, just feeling dumb or like you don't add up or alone or these very human things that connect us all. Um, and that's honestly how I attack that. I, I see it and then I feel it for her. And then I, it just, it lives um, in the scene or in the, in that moment. And sometimes those moments, if you're really, I, you're trying, I'm trying to be present. It surprises me. I go, Oh, uh, ow. And then they're like, well, I, oh, I didn't see that. You know, some of those scenes, um, before we even shot them, sometimes a director will come to me and be like, um, we're running out of time. This is probably going to end up on the cutting room floor. So do you want to just move on? Right? Like we haven't even done it yet. We haven't even sat down. And I say, you know, you got to put yourself out there because you go, I go, no, there's something to be said here. Are you serious? Yes. And then you feel like you kind of, you got to show them, right? You got to like show them that <laughs> and then they'll do it. And it, it, Lights, Camera, Christmas was one of them actually, because I think in the, there's a scene in the, in the kitchen where I'm, I just feel taken, you know, by the whole situation. 
And I, 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 I thought about that so often because of course we fall in love with a movie star, right? You can believe that, but then you realize that that's what you've done and he's still a movie star and he's moving on mm -hmm. and you're just, and he's going to leave town. Like you're not actually part of his world. Um, and for a minute you believed that maybe you were, and then it's about something even bigger. Like for a minute you believed in yourself. And then that, that big fear that has been holding you back your whole life says, Nah, you're just an ordinary girl from an ordinary town. Go back to being ordinary. You'll never be anything that, you know, go back to what you were. Your dream is stupid, you know? And for a second, you're just like, maybe that's true, right? Mm -hmm. So- um, I see it. I'm like ready yeah, to cry. Yeah, I'm like ready to cry too. Like hearing you go through this, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. Like, geez. Well, because we all go through that. Wow. We kind of- we have a we have a moment of belief in ourselves and then the greatest thing as soon as that light comes in is darkness wants to tell us before you let it shine um you're not good enough you're not meant for that you can't do that yeah. and then you either crumble under that and you go yeah what was i thinking or you try and you fail or you succeed but the beauty in at least trying is that human experience of maybe you fail. Like one of my favorite movies, um, Silver Linings Playbook, is mm. the fact that they pour their hearts and soul into something and the journey there is a total failure. <laughs> they go to that dance contest and they're way too yeah. like, they're way above their heads, right? And he's like, professionals are like you know and these two get up and you're like oh my gosh right like you you do not belong there and this whole movie we're like well maybe they can do it you know <laughs> but they absolutely can't but the beauty of that moment is how proud they are that they tried and yeah. so they win and of course there's the parlay and there's like that whole other thing that's going on on the sidelines mm -hmm. but you go I love that I love the the trying and we either cry along because we too know it's a risk and risk is so beautiful whether you succeed or fail and sometimes it's more beautiful when you fail because uh, we just always do yeah and nobody's perfect and it never looks like you think it was going to but just the conquering of that fear is what's extraordinary in all of us so Wow, that was really that no. Was that amazing. is that is that was amazing. I love it because so many times on the podcast we talk about this. You know, these characters following their dreams and succeeding. And I'll bring up that you know, just one time I want them to get to that dream and realize it wasn't for them. Either it didn't work out or it wasn't what they wanted, and then they have to back away from that and pivot. Because to me, wow. that makes a character so much more realistic, so much more believable. And we still I try have to that find that time. in every script I do. I love it. And so that's where that 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 scene will come. And it's never necessarily, it's not always necessarily on the page, right? But we're not on the page anymore. We're in the character. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times the scenes will shift. And I'm not saying like a writer's script is a blueprint for me by any means. You know, I, I try to follow that. But sometimes something happens and you go, Oh, we, we didn't know we had never interpreted that way. Mm -hmm. So yes, that stays and something else will go. Right. You know, everyone came out from that and they're like, well, that seems like we're not cutting that. So we'll figure out how to save the day somewhere else. I was like, okay, great. You know, cause I think it's important, you know, that, that piece in, in every story. Um, and sometimes these Hallmark movies don't always have that right in front of your face, but if we can, if I can, or as actors find it, it's there because we're people, right? There, yeah. It's there. And what is this story about? It's always a journey towards something. So where are we going and how do we feel when we get there or don't? And I too, I love the ones that fail. Because yeah. I don't know, I think I, I, I often feel, I don't know about you, but like the underdog, you know, like the, uh, in school, <clears throat> I was never, 
the popular kid. I was never, you know, I, I was, I played basketball. I was a bit of a tomboy, you know, I, I don't know. I was like sort of into the arts and it was all over the place. And, uh, you know, I never had boyfriends. I was a Hallmark movie, you know, or <laughs> I was merrily. Um, so I didn't do any of the cool things and I love, yeah, rooting for people that are not necessarily on the front lines or uh, in front all the time and go, what's that person's story behind there? You know? Yeah. I love that. Well, we do know what you are and that is talented. Um, you have ventured into writing for these movies now, which is very exciting for us. Um, how did you, how did that happen? Have you always written? Did you know that this is something you wanted to eventually do? Yeah. Uh, so I did a God Went Christmas with Paul Campbell and he's an extraordinary actor as well. And um, like not just funny, like, you know, oftentimes you find really funny people have this really sincere dramatic side. You'll see it everywhere. I think because their humor comes from deep pain. <laughs> Paul's going to be like, yeah, thanks. No, uh, we actually spoke to him. He's been on the podcast and he did speak to that. So yes. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, I see right through you, Paul. You're actually just a really full of deep pain like me. Daddy issues. Um, so we we were doing this film and it was really, you know, like I said, it was more of a romance, but, you know, we're dealing with these spiritual elements and it was, it was more of a dramatic, I think it was an HMM. Mm -hmm. um, and he, we laughed so much, even like off screen. He is so funny. It was the first time I ever met him and our humor was very similar in so many ways. Like we just got the jokes all the time. Um, and we got, we were, we were chatting and I was like, we should do something. We should do a funny one or like, we should do a rom-com one, you know, that really shows off what we can do together. Like put both of those skill sets in one yeah. film. I bet you it could be good. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, you know, we could just chat with Hallmark. He's like, well, let's just, let's write one. And I was like, uh, well, I do have this idea. And then I pitched him Starlight Christmas. Yes. And then he said, okay, well, let's write that. And I was like, okay. And I thought after the movie, you know, I'd probably never speak to him again. Or sometimes, you know, it's so funny because like actors go on to the next things and you just, you lose touch with some. Uh, and I think it was like, five months later, I got a, a text from him and he's like, all right, so I'm coming over with cue cards and I got this thing and like, we're going to sit down, we're going to draw this out. And that was how it started. Um, and now we have a system uh, of, of writing on cue cards. It's really funny because of the way we first started. <laughs> we like, we put acts one through nine on a wall. And then it's just like nice. every single thing that nice. happens. And then we like go through the story. We go through the story. We go is, you know, what is happening? And that's how we wrote three men and a baby and um, many other ones. So um, oh, and many we're other ones. <laughs> we're currently working through um, another one. Um, we're a little stuck, but we'll get there. Um, sometimes you hit this thing. I'm like, I don't know what her problem is. I don't know. I <laughs> well, had you not written before Christmas by Starlet? Because we know Paul had said he had written like before. So this was like the first thing you ever did. No. That's and then, remarkable. you know, I pitch it and he's like, you can do this. And I was like, no, I don't know. I can't. And it's stories always lived within me. 
Um, I've got so many going, you know, all the time. And he just encouraged that and brought that out. So I, I really do owe Paul um, everything to that because he, he saw it and then I just started. And of course, lots of failure, lots. Um, but, you know, I try, try, try again. And here we are. We have Three Men and a Baby uh, premiering on Saturday, which we wrote together. Um, and that's... Yes. We can't wait. We cannot wait. I don't think, I think everyone is just thrilled to death about this. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's the most anticipated Hallmark movie this year. Like ever. ever. Yeah, I, I can't think of It's crazy. It's just been going, you know. Yeah, it was a dream. It was a dream. And it was so fun writing specifically for people. That is fun. Um, Cause they're archetypes, you know? And I, <laughs> we really... We're like, I hope none of you are offended by like how we're the jokes that we're making, you know, like, mm. at, you know, Andrew is this like uh, a bit of like a perfectionist who drinks, you know, matcha tea and, you sounds know, like smoothies <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, that's so him. He's like, yeah. I was going to say, sounds like Andrew. Yeah, it definitely yeah. Does. but he's really sincerely that way. And um the movie has a lot of fun in it and an extraordinary amount of heart. So I think uh, it stretched all three of them to, there's many, many things going on for each of them and they all have a really significant journey. And I think um, not only is it super funny, it, it really, you should have a, you, you should cry at some point. <laughs> If we did, if we, if I did my job. Who was, uh, who was the most fun to write for? You say the characters, which one did you have the most enjoyable time writing for? Um, well, you know, Tyler, he's got this, I always put, we always poke fun at him a little bit because he's like such a cool cat, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I loved having that unfolding that and peeling back that onion and making it his greatest um, obstacle. Huh. So <laughs> That's he's, really cool. okay. he's kind of, he, he's kind of, you know, he, he was a lot of fun and to put into circumstances mm -hmm. uh, where he was a little too cool for school, but now he's alone and desperate with a baby. Like you just <laughs> kind of picture that and you're like, he's like, what that you know it's just like you don't even know my day right and oh um, my gosh so that was a lot of fun and then Paul's character of course is a lot of fun because <laughs> he well like not to give to should I even be saying any of this but you know he's got a little bit of social anxiety as does Paul in real life <laughs> putting him in a lot of extraordinary circumstances where, you know, he's got to like deal with that. Yeah. Like all three of them are, are, you know, their life or death circumstances with this baby. So uh, we just wrote a lot of those true qualities. Um, Andrew's was the hardest to crack. Huh. And we, we should have a follow-up conversation after, after you read that, but suddenly he, he really did become a bit of our hero through mm -hmm. toward the end. And, uh, you know, when somebody uh, for forever, for like months, I was like, what is the thing he's covering, right? Like, what's the thing that needs to come out? Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes when people are, you know, perfectionists or people pleasers or, you know, it's, it's for something. And then I was like, ah, I got it, but I don't want to say it because it'll like, yeah. And then it just, then it just brought this massive heart for all of them. And um, yeah, then you went, oh, I get it. I get it. 
I get it now. The way you're describing this, like, has this even <laughs> more hype for this movie? Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, it's, it's really great. Um, I I haven't seen it actually, so I'm gonna watch it along with, um, Andrew and uh, and Paul and I think Nikki will be here. Deloche and we'll we'll watch it together all for the first time. None of us really? have, <laughs> none of us have seen it. That's so fun. Yeah. So you talk a lot of the stories live within you. How did this story come about? Was this something you had already been thinking about with Paul or how did this script come about? This one about? has a funny, funny beginnings. I, so I wasn't privy to it, but um, I guess someone on social media was like, you know, what would be funny is like a three men and a baby remake or something like that. But at the same time, uh, Paul, Andrew and Tyler were trying to think of something like to do together. And at the other same time, Hallmark was calling Paul and I and we're like, okay, what's the Zoom? Like, fine, we'll get on. And they're like, hey, We'd really, we have this idea. And then Paul's like, oh, we have this idea. And both of them were a little bit different. And then we smashed them together and it became what it was. So we developed it with Hallmark and um, Paul and I were tasks, tasked with, with writing it, so. That's so cool. And it's just like everything just came together at once, just perfect. Yeah, it yeah. did. It did. And uh, it it wrote itself. It was mm-hmm. so fun to write um, because they really, it, Jen Kramer was our one of our executives and Samantha DeBeppo, who um, sort of oversees all Christmas at Hallmark, they really gave us free reign. <laughs> to of course like we we submitted the first draft and I was like let's push it it's like <laughs> let's write a Netflix film or you know something and go all right and they went cool 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 um just take out these certain jokes and like we're 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 there and we're like what wow wow we're I was like really that's awesome. Like go yeah. as far as you can and then, and then bring it yeah. Back. Yeah. And they really didn't bring us back that much, but, you know, and we, we were, Paul and I were good Hallmarkies, you know, we, we, we wrote, we know our audience, right. yeah. but at the same time, we know how smart they are, mm-hmm. you know, and we know how, and, and we know our our budget and how many days we have to make that, which is oftentimes sometimes the limitations yeah. of these movies. Yeah. Um, they really could be expanded into a different, you know, uh, land if they wanted to. And I think sometimes they get criticized because they're not that thing, but they're not that thing. That's just not what this channel does, right? They make them this way and there's a way, this is how we get this accomplished yeah. um, practically. So we, we, ha- we worked within those parameters. And of course, every day, you know, the, the director was like really, a st- Terry was tasked with a, a, a feature film. And he had to, <laughs> like, he had to accomplish it within the restrictions that he had, he did an amazing job uh, doing that. And I'm, he, he made pretty much, you know, of course we ran a little bit over and some things didn't make it, um, but uh, it, was, it, it, was a, it was a feat and I think it's gonna be really great. Uh, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts, honestly. Oh, we'll have, we'll have thoughts. <laughs> I have many thoughts. But it, it does already look just from the little bit of previews we've seen, like like nothing we've seen on Hallmark before. And we love the direction that these new Hallmark movies are going, like more yeah. big comedy and smarter jokes. And like you said, like we're a smart audience and um, yeah, it's been really fun to watch the growth. Yeah. And, you know, we've known that all along, but under different direction and under different, you know, CEOs and, you know, different, you know, they're just 
changing a little bit with the times and, and taking more risks mm-hmm. because there is an ingrained audience base that, you know, needs or yeah, it, it takes time to just kind of go, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Um, but that, yeah, this one, and I mean, lights, camera, Christmas too. I was, I was ter- I was a little terrified because I was like, well, they're either going to love what we're doing or be terrified of sort of making fun of making yeah. Christmas movies. You know, I was like, I don't want to make it feel like I'm making fun of Christmas movies, but we've never had somebody kind of just come in and like, not like them, you know, <laughs> like a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. And then like, you know, the, my mother who just loves them. And then, you know, we were like, we were like a podcast, you know, and then the person who does them. So um, all of those perspectives were just, you know, to the extent that you could really push that. And they, they, they were like, great. Love it. Yeah. I was like, well, wow. I'm like, are they mad? Are they mad? Does Hallmark still like, am I fired? <laughs> After this movie? No, no more. Never. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that I think we, we loved about Lights Camera so much was that there was like this meta-ness to it, you know, the film within the film. And you guys, I, I think you walked that fine line of not necessarily making fun of it, but just celebrating the absurdity of it. Yeah. Um, and so was all that in the script? Was that, was there any ad-libs you did? Like that wink at the end? Oh yeah. You know, you know, that was, I have to give credit where credit is due because Jonathan was supposed to wink in the end. Okay. Um, or John was supposed to wink in the end. And he was like, um, what if you did? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then, Yeah. yeah. And then David, our director was like, yeah, what if you did? And I was like, all right, you know, we had like filmed it so many times. I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just want to keep filming the scene. Um, okay, let's let's try that. And then I just like, you know, I like did it once and they were like, that that's that stays. It was just a one and done? It was a one and done? Yeah, it was like one and done. We were already set up for it. I think maybe maybe once or twice, but yeah. We, we were just finishing that scene and they were like, he was like, wait, what if? Um, so it was a really good idea. A lot of stuff was ad-libbed. A lot of stuff was, um, there was a lot of improvisation that was happening because there was just so, there was so much fun that we were having. Yeah. So that, that began to lift it. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, like the trying to put the, the Santa suit on him. There was so many outtakes of that that never made the movie because we we only have so much time. But I wish they had stayed because it was really good. He, you know, he was like practicing in the mirror, doing Shakespeare in his <laughs> big fat Santa suit as like an actor. And I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> That would have been so great to have made the movie, but um, yeah. Well, you've been really lucky with scene partners. We've seen you a lot with Paul, who we just, we adore you two together. Um, But you and John, I mean, the chemistry was just amazing. Like that was such a great casting pair. Yeah, that was the first time I met uh, John as well. So I have, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really, really great. He's so, he's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You both are. Yeah. Style of humor than Paul, but super quick. He's like, he's so fast and that's really fun to be in a, in a scene with two, cause yeah, anything I would throw at him, he was like hitting it out of the park. You know, I'm just like sending stuff. And he was like, you know, and that's from the, from the very first scene, I was like, oh, I was really nervous because I thought, you know, his job was really tricky to take that full of himself kind of archetype mm-hmm. and, still be likable 
you know, like, yeah. wow, that was a, I was like, there are so many traps all over this script. If given to the wrong person, yes, yes. that would be really tricky. And then it'll be really tricky for me to uh, do, you know, we both had to give and receive. So you, he, he, from day one, I was like, oh, I like you, you know, like I, you, you know, it's hard. You're, he's like making me smile about how ridiculous he is. So that yeah. was a beautiful way to approach it. You know, he kind of had a bit of a wink at his himself, you know, like he kind of knew what he was doing, but yeah. he was having a lot of fun while doing it, you know, so. Well, I think that's what made made it so heartbreaking was because you end up loving him. You know, yeah. he, he comes off, but he's just very likable. And then what he does at the end is just, it's just gut-wrenching for the audience, you know, just like, oh, I get a little upset just thinking about it. Like yes. that ending was just, it's just a punch. It, would, it got a little, you know, the way they cut the end and what's in the final version, I think was there, there was a little more summary as to what, you know, that it had been a year. Can um, you give us that summary now? Because that's what we felt too. It had to been edited. Yeah, yeah. The time. Yeah, there was, the and, yeah. it, and it, you know, they made, they made, they had to make some tough calls. Um, but the, both of our speeches were cut up and, uh, I felt like maybe it didn't make uh, all that much sense either, you know, because I knew what was and what John and I were sort of fighting for, but that was, you know, that it had, I, it started with me saying, he goes, Hey, I'm not really things so on my right. Anyways, it's really good to see you. Uh, and I meant what I said. And then I say this thing that I got, cut. I said, I have you, I haven't heard from you in a year. Hmm. Oh. And, you, and I think maybe because I was like, there was like another thing. Maybe they were like, we don't need it twice. <laughs> no, give it but, to me. Cause that would have been so much more like realistic. Cause we're yeah, like, how is she forgiving? Yeah. And then you come in here yeah, and you want to say that, but the truth is I'm okay now. And I'm good. I'm good, but you can tell she's not good and she's trying really hard to be good. And he's like, I said, so um, bye, Brad. And I like try, you know, as, as best I can to like try to leave. And, and then he's like, all right, you're, you're fine. And I think that's where they felt like it just needed to speed up. But mm -hmm. then he said, uh, you know, I tried to, you, whatever and it wasn't about that and I was like don't 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 we kind of have like this fight and then there's this fight that ensues I'm like get yeah, you know just I don't want to hear it anymore I don't want to hear it anymore you had a year you had a year you know like to, <laughs> to to in all this time you made me live with this and you made me get up you know so go you know you don't you like whatever and then I like leave and then he leaves and then that's kind of filmed. And then he comes from out the thing, like barreling through that whips me around. And it is like, you know, I think they were just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> we, maybe we were too explosive and I don't know, maybe it didn't sit quite right, but too much that drama was the thing where you kind of went, oh, that needed it i mean that's that's one of the things that we like to talk about you know as far as technical goes those decisions you know an editing decision that happened and sometimes you edit something just for time or what have you and it just it a piece is missing you know and that's and yeah. you gave us some piece. so thank you for filling that in for us <laughs> and i sometimes see that and i go oh i that's where the huddle where you kind of go you know we're we're running 30 minutes over. Right. How do we best accomplish this so it lives? And it was just, you know, there were 150 extras and we were in this thing. And, you know, it's like, they're just go, go. You know, it's like one in the morning, go Kim and John. And John and I are trying our best to, you know, ha get this thing accomplished so that we, you know, the ending made it in and you're fighting against time and you may not I may not make the best calls to you know again walk through it 
which I felt like we needed at the beginning and then, and then let it, and then let it fly. So I think we got rid of the walk because of time. Yeah. So like in my metaphor, you know, um, maybe I should have just, just let it go all in one, you know, like just have that whole thing explode. But I was like, there's a tentativeness to, to that. Like what, you know, when you haven't seen somebody for a year, you're kind of like, uh, oh yeah, you're leaving. Yeah. Well, I've seen that before, you know, first of all, I haven't seen you for a year. Second of all, you just left yeah. also. Yeah. You know, that was like, awful. He gets in the van and I'm like, Hey, bye everybody. You know, that was another scene that I did a, n- a number of things. I was like sobbing through that one too. I, <laughs> I gave a couple of different versions, but I was like, my heart is broken. This guy's just like, leaving anyway it feels like you're still in this character really you're still, still thinking about it every single one of them lives in in me they're like yesterday no but i feel things deeply too and so we talk about it a lot but like i really get into these movies um and yeah that that whole situation was very upsetting mm-hmm. <laughs> but wonderful we love the movie um you kind of mentioned there's like some more projects coming up. Uh, you mentioned a Valentine's movie. Is there anything that you can speak about of anything of what you're doing? I think I have to let them make the announcement is my understanding, but yeah, where it'll be in love you mm-hmm. which is <laughs> February. I mean, I've done it like, you know, I've done a summer kind of wedding one. I've yep. done, you know, I haven't done a, a, a Valentine's one. Um, oh, and this one, I'm, you know, I'm just knee deep in trying to figure out right now. So I can't say too, too much. I don't, you know, there's gonna be a lot of probably we're just working really hard at um, getting this thing to a place where we can shoot it really soon i'm gonna start at the end of november uh yeah and then um paul and i are that are working on a script so yeah just that's that's, yeah no rest no rest for the wicked (laughs) (laughs) well fun fact i had to bring this up because i just thought it was a cool thing so you mentioned that nine lives was your first but your first actual hallmark movie was a bride for christmas oh that's right and andrew walker was the lead in that and now you're writing or you wrote a movie that he's starring in so i just thought that was like a really cool full circle thing Mm -hmm. yeah i um that was my yeah i wasn't even living in i wasn't even in vancouver um still in Seattle and I was doing a show here on sci-fi with Niall Matter actually, which is a fun fact. I played his wife or then dead wife, but I was like constantly in flashbacks. He was trying to like save me from another realm or something. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know about this. Um, Yeah, I I first was like started kind of more in sci-fi actually. Um, <clears throat> I saw there was something called Spooksville. Is that what? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it, but I yeah. read about it. Um, it was like an R.L. Stein, you know, those goosebumps. Oh, look. I know the goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's where I met Andrew and we, we were friends ever since. Oh, so nice. every time we would see each other. And then shortly after that, I ended up doing a Hallmark picked me up for nine lives. And then I, there was a significant break in there. And then I was like, let's get married and do, do these movies. <laughs> yeah. You went, she was like supporting and they're like, make this woman a lead and we are all the better for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, last thing we do this thing with all of our guests, it's called a proud plug. And it's whatever you want to talk about that you're proud of right now. It could be professional or personal, just anything you're proud of right now in your life. 
Um, you know, I, I think with three men coming up on Saturday, I, it was, it was such a big feat and it was really scary because it was a follow-up to Starlight and I really struggled thinking maybe I, that was just a one-time thing. Like I couldn't do it again. Maybe I'm not a writer. (laughs) That fear, you know, and I had a lot of insecurity and I was really sort of, yeah, uh, just when I would hit a bump, I would go, see, I can't do this. I can't do it. And, um, we made a really beautiful thing and brought like three really wonderful men into my life that are now really great friends. You know, we got to talk about a lot of heart things and um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of pushing through the initial fear um, to go, why do they think we can do this? because we knew how putting three male leads in a Christmas movie would go. And then you go, can we, can we make something that will equal that, you know, can we, can we do it? So it was really scary. Um, and I'm, uh, regardless of what people think of the script or, or how it goes, I'm really proud for trying and putting myself out there. So that's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing. You that. should be. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, we're all very excited about it. Congratulations. Um, I know it's going to be a hit and we can't wait to see it. Well, thanks for uh, the chat and um, for everything you said. It's really sweet. Well, thank you so much. We'll be sure to uh, let you know what we think of the movie. I I'm sure we're going to love it, though. Just looking at the previews and everything and knowing you and Paul, I'm sure we're actually going to fall in love with it. Okay. Well, send me a message. Let me know and um, enjoy. Thank you. Take care.